This episode of the Link Up Podcast is brought to you by Moody & Co. CBD is everywhere these days, from supplement and nutrition stores to gas station displays. With so many options, how can anyone make sense of what to buy, how to properly dose, or trust in the quality and purity of the products? Luckily, our friends at Moody & Co. have all your bases covered. Moody & Co.'s products started their life, hand-grown, and cultivated following strict organic growing practices in the fertile soil of the West Tennessee Delta. Each hemp plant was hand-planted on their family-operated farm, fed only high-quality organic nutrients, and finished their life free of any toxic pesticides and sprays. Moody & Co.'s world-class extraction and manufacturing partners are FDA-grade and CGMP compliant, so you can be sure each and every product is of the highest quality. What about potency and purity? Each of Moody & Co.'s products is third-party, lab-tested before and after the manufacturing process, and the tests are available for you right on their website. Their website is www.moodyand.co. I'll spell that for you. That's www.moodyand.co. How about that for transparency? Dosing instructions are on each bottle and their tinctures feature graduated droppers so you can be sure you are taking exactly what you need. With all the uncertainty about what goes into the products that go into you, you can rest easy with Moody & Co. CBD. Available at www.moodyand.co or on the shelf in Memphis and Oxford, Mississippi locations of Nail Bar & Co. Once again, I'll spell that website for you. It's www.moodyand.co. And now to our episode. All right, so I was on TikTok and I came to your page and I was like, what is this about? And so then I started looking at it because, you know, TikTok is great about having people you don't follow in your feed, you know, instead of just people you follow. And I had no idea that you go to jail, like normal. Is it a normal jail that your son is in? He's in Max. He's in Max security. Like. That's well. You haven't explained anything. You just oh yeah. Sorry, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Explain it. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, that's your question, not mine. Yeah, sorry. So, how did your son end up going to jail? Uh, breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kelly, your son has autism, correct? He does. He okay. has autism. That's where the story he's <laughs> sorry, trying to sorry, get out sorry. there. Sorry, sorry, I got nervous. I got nervous all of a sudden. I apologize. Also, I, I think he's trying to say he didn't realize that people with autism could go to jail, which I don't right. understand why he doesn't right. think that's a possible thing. But yeah, that's 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 exact, exact. Thank you, Tony. That's exactly what I was trying to get out. I think we're going to see a lot more of it too. I mean, there's there's definitely people in prison and in jail with autism. Definitely. And like when you go through the court process, what would happen? Because I was like, oh, they're going to say, oh, he can't go to prison. They're going to put him in a facility or something. Right. So we go through all the stuff and they say, oh, 
he's incompetent to stand trial, but they put them through a 30 day thing that they call, they can restore them. So they spend, they say they wait 30 days. He said only two people came to his jail cell to talk to him about the procedure of jail. And then they said he was restored. So then he was okay. Then he was no longer incompetent. Like you can't take autism away. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's fucked up. So what would you say his level of autism is? I don't really, I don't really know because they used to call it like high functioning, low functioning. He was considered high functioning, but he also has a genetic disorder. He has an extra Y chromosome. So you know how like females are XY, men are X or YY. Mm -hmm. He, he, or XY, he has an extra Y. Mm. So he, why so that along comes with that with like a lot of aggression a lot of learning disabilities speech delay so that's why it was hard to get like the autism diagnosed when he was young because they're like there's something else or something else and it wasn't till he was 15 and in a children's mental hospital that a doctor asked if he could do genetic testing and i said yes please and that's when they found the extra y chromosome now, did they just initially think that he was just like hyperactive or something like, like has ADD. They just always said he's just naughty. Mm. He's, he's just like being a boy. boy. Always getting into trouble. Yeah. Now, how did you guys notice some like signs initially? Size? Signs. Oh, signs. Mm-hmm. Well, he didn't talk till he was like 12. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. So- Theta Sutton's till he was like 12. And as you see in the video, he can talk really well now. Yeah. But that's talking to me. Like, Mm. if he was talking to you guys, he would hardly say anything. He would, like, nod his head. Because he's comfortable with me. So how is he coping in prison? He does really well. He really likes it. Like, this last time, like, uh, he was in prison before for two years. He got out. He was out for three months and he decided he wanted to go back because how he explained it to me is that they're all doing the same thing there. Like everyone's, everyone's the same in there. And I was like, no, you're not a murderer. You're not a rapist. He goes, no, I know that he's like, like they're all wearing the same clothes. They're all wearing the same tennis shoes. No one has a girlfriend. No one has a car, Mm. you know, no one has a, a wallet full of money. When he's out of prison, he feels different. So he likes the routine of prison? He likes the routine. He likes having to wear the exact same thing every single day. Yeah. He likes having somebody bring his meals to him. He doesn't work in there. He said he won't work in there unless they pay more than a dollar an hour. And they only pay 30 cents an hour. So he's getting he has gotten a couple infractions for not accepting jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think act, it's like, uh, did you ever see Shawshank Redemption where the guy yeah. went to prison and he couldn't deal with it? So he, that's, hopefully that doesn't happen with your son, but he killed himself because he didn't know to adapt to real life. And I've heard a lot of people will go to prison and then they'll get out and then they'll commit a crime to go back in because they just can't function outside. That's exactly what he did. He walked into the 7-Eleven over here by our house. He knew the clerk. He told the clerk, call the police. I need to go back to prison. And the clerk tried to tell him, just go home. Just go home. It's going to be fine. And he said, nope. He's like, I probably should rob the store. 
and he has no concept of money. So the the kid working there opened up the till. My son grabs the money out of the, the till and the kid left the store. And then my son walked over to the cooler, picked up two forties, opened them, took a sip out of each one, threw them through the window. By that time, the place was surrounded with cops. And then he dropped the money on the ground, took a shirt off and walked out and surrendered. And he wow. said, just take me to prison. Don't even take me to jail. And they're like, that's not how it works. So when did he start getting in trouble? Like what age? Um, it was around grade school, mostly fighting because he couldn't talk. So yeah. he would just, somebody made him mad. He would just punch him. I'm assuming he was probably bullied a lot too. Very. Yeah. Yeah. That can't be easy, man. I mean, but, I, I think a lot of us don't take into consideration what other people are going through, you correct. know, and so sometimes we'll say something and, and you know, we'll just be flipping about it, not thinking about how it can affect somebody else later on or what they're going through. Because like, they always say, just be kind or have the golden rule. And unfortunately, most of us sometimes are in our own head and our own shit, so we don't think about other people's problems. 100%. Yeah. When he was born, his ears were deformed. He had like the cartilage there, but they were pushed down like he could have never worn glasses or anything. Mm-hmm. So it looked like his ears were on backwards. So he was teased like from early on until he was nine years old and he had surgery on him and they had built the top of his ears for him. Yeah. And then they looked a little pointy at first. Now they don't really, you don't really notice it, but kids then would tease him that they were too pointy. And how old is your son? He's 30. Now, how long is he in prison for now? Uh, He has been in there six years and this time. So he's been in there like a total of eight. He gets out in July of 2024. And is he concerned about getting out again or is he ready to get out? Well, He says now he's ready. About a year ago, he was talking about he wanted to stay in. When he gets out this time, he's going to have two years of probation. He'll never make it. Damn. Now, will he have to live with you? Um, he says he doesn't want to because I have too many rules. I'm like, you're getting out of prison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? So he says he wants to be homeless. Oh, man. And see, that's the thing about homeless people, too. A lot of them have some type of mental issues also. It's huge, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is he your only child? No, I have four kids. I have two older than him and one younger. And how do they deal with your your son? Uh, You know, I think it's made us a lot more compassionate towards people, Mm -hmm. have empathy. Yeah, we have a friend of ours. She, She has a son who has autism, and I guess he would be on the lower end of it. Um, And I don't think he can ever live without her. Like, he's not high-functioning at all. And, like, I, I've watched that show. I don't know if you've seen it, but Love on the Spectrum, it's on Netflix. Right. And it's about these kids that are trying to date. And it's kind of like, I guess, what Raul was talking about, about the prison thing. But you, I mean, they're humans, too. So, you know, they're going to want love. They're going to want, you know, companionship and all this other stuff. But then some of them are, like, high-function, I guess you would call it. And then some of them are, they have to be with their parents all the time. And on the show, it looks cute. But then you're like, you don't know what these parents are going through every day having to deal with these kids. You know, they're getting up in age. Um, so it just can't. I know it can't be easy. I actually saw. It's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
when he turned 19, I bought him his own little trailer in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And it was close to like downtown Tempe, Arizona by the college. So he could walk to the movies. He could walk everywhere he needed to go. And it was just, it was a nightmare. He ended up getting evicted from there and I had to sell the trailer. Um, he was fighting all the time. He was bringing, because he, he meets people wherever he walks and he's he, he wants friends. So he has him come on over to his house. He started drinking. He started doing drugs. And because he's an adult, he's like, mom, leave me alone. Mm. He really can't live by himself. So I know you said he's 30, but like mentally, what age would you say he's probably at? Um, Around 14, 15. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's uh that's a lot, man. That's a lot. That's uh, that's awesome that you are at least trying. You haven't given up on him though. Oh no, I would never. Yeah. People on TikTok accuse me all the time of like, "Oh, you just want him in there because you don't want to deal with him." Yeah, I it's, saw that shit. Uh It they're they're ruthless. I saw a comment on the video you posted. I think it was this morning or something like that. And this one per- I'm going to read exactly what this person said. It says <laughs> Maybe he wanted to get away from you. Yeah. That's why he doesn't call you. And it's the video where you're talking to him, you know, the one you posted today. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like insane that this person would even say that. I heard, I hear TikTok is pretty ruthless though. Like they just are. in general. Um, they are. About when everything I heard, or? Yeah. I, I think they're kind of just mean. When I first started, I quit a couple of times because people were, I was in tears. I was like, how rude. Like, why would you say that to somebody? And I wonder if these people would say it to your face if you were like face to face with them. No. I highly doubt it. They wouldn't. But that's the thing about the internet. Like the internet's like one of the most beautiful creations ever. Like it gave us this conversation we're having right now. Right. But then you have the part of it where people who are probably hurting want to hurt other people because they're feeling like shit. Exactly. You know, like they say hurt people hurt people. And and it's not that's not a good thing. You need to figure out what is bothering you inside enough to want to make somebody else feel bad. Like, I agree. And it's like, do you look at these people online like an avatar? Basically, they're not a real person because they're not in front of you, and that's why you can say it and you can be anonymous. Because I'm sure a lot of the people that are talking shit either are some like burner account or their, their account is private, so you can't see their life. Yeah, like the person I just read, uh they're I went to their page and they're, they have nothing posted or anything. Yeah. They're like 13 to, to 15 year old little boys. Yeah. Do you they're ever, do, oh, do you ever respond to that? Like when you first started the page oh, and stuff, did you respond a lot more? Did I respond to him? Uh, or no, did uh, I? You responded to a uh, comment that somebody else said about they, oh. they fear the outside and you're like very. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. I would uh, yes. go ahead. But TikTok, they'll they'll shut down your video for bullying if I comment. <laughs> but they so won't ridiculous. do anything about them commenting ruthless they things do- about your son. Right. So what do you want people to know about people with autism? Um one, that they're not all the same. Because I get that a lot. Like people are like, oh, my uncle is autistic or my nephew's autistic and he would never go to prison. He would never do that. He would never break the law. Um, they're not all the same. Yeah. But, you know, it's that whole thing. Like whenever somebody does something, the person always like, I never expected that from them. You never expect anything from anybody. 
I mean, any of us can do anything that's heinous or good or bad. So right. to like have these preconceived ideas of how people are, it's just ridiculous. You just got to look at people case by case. Exactly. Exactly. Now, like movies like Rain Man, does that put a good light or bad light on autism? Or is it kind you of know, boxing people in as like they're all was, like toothpick counters? Yeah. Well, when he was four, the, you know, the the medical professionals and teachers and stuff were saying, oh, it looks like he, he might have autism. Mm-hmm. And to me, Rain Man came out and I was like, he's nothing like Rain Man. Because Rain Man was an adult and my son was a four-year-old. Yeah. So my son was lining up the VHSs as he would only want to walk on the VHSs all day. And it drove me crazy. And I'd be like, I'll throw those away if you do that again, you know. And it was like, now if I watch Rain Man, yeah, he's a lot like Rain Man. Now, is is Rain Man high-functioning? Because, you know, he lives in that home. Not the home, but whatever it's called. So I would say he, okay. I would say somebody who's low function is someone who doesn't ever speak at all, and who has, you know, they're still big in their head against the wall. They're like a lot of times not able to even make their own food. Like my son, he can he can make sandwiches. You know, he can do things like that. Do you think uh, him maybe getting a job when he gets out will help him not go back? He'll- He'll never be able to have like a real job. Like the jobs that I've gotten him is like, maybe he's worked at the company I've worked for and he's like cleaned up the yard or, mm-hmm. you know, along with some of the guys on the crew and helped done that. Like he's a hard worker, but he doesn't have, he just, I don't know. He just can't do it like every day either. Now like there's you, some, Oh, I'm sorry. Shut, go ahead. Yeah. Some days he just shuts down and it's like, you know, he's a grown man. You can't get him to do anything. Yeah. Now, do you think that, um, like, as far as, like, when he gets out and he goes and does, like, a, you know, a menial job or just some kind of job like that, is it just that he won't be able to deal with authority or or what? He has a hard time getting along with other people. Like, this last time he got out, I got him, uh, I got him this... I was able to get him in to volunteer at this horse ranch. And it was like a lot of people that had already been in jail, a lot of ex-drug addicts, supposedly. um, And you got a trailer to live on the property Mm -hmm. for free if you worked there. And so he loved it. He absolutely loved it. Like that would be ideal for him. But then one of the guys that was like a supervisor, he one day they got in an argument and my son went to go walk away and he grabbed a shirt and he goes, you don't walk away from me when I'm talking to you. Well, you don't do that to anybody. Cause so is touch, is touch one of his things too. Yeah. Okay. So he like turned around and said, don't you ever touch me again? I will kill you. Mm. And then I come get him. I'm like, all right. So it's, it's always something like that. Everything seems to last Less than a month. Did that guy at that ranch, did, did he not know that touch was one of his, is it is the right word trigger? Is, I don't know what the right word would be. That guy was, uh, he, he was supposedly a, like a big time drug uh, recovering addict, but I, I don't mm. know. He's to kind of be on drugs. So I don't think he really cared. Mm. Now, he kind of liked 
authority of to be in charge. Now, do you think that a lot of us are on some level of the spectrum? No, I don't. Do you, do you think you are? I don't know. Some stuff I do. Like I, I like to keep things like in order. Um, so I don't know, like, cause like I was talking to this one girl on this, on an episode and she was talking about how like she's high function, I guess, autistic. And some of the stuff she was saying, I was like, I do that. Like I like things super neat. And like, if I see stuff out of place, it bothers me. Is that OCD? Is that a form or is that like a lesser form? Or something? I don't know. I don't know. I've never been tested, but I, I think she liked things neat. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's how I grew up. Like I didn't have a choice. Like we had to have, I grew up, my dad was air force military bed had been made a certain way. My mom's super neat too. So I don't know if that's part of it. Like it's just, you know, 43 years of being, you know, taught something. So. Yeah. Well, you know, when he, he was diagnosed with autism finally, like at 14 and I was in the car with him and I was trying to explain to him, you know, about this diagnosis. And I'm like, this is going to be good. We're going to be able to get you extra help. And he looked at me and I was telling him like symptoms of like, you know, things about autism. He looked at me and goes, I think you have that. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're done. We're good. <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Now, what do you think about, like they say, is do you think it's genetic or do you think it might be something outside that gives people autism? I don't think it's genetic. I honestly couldn't tell you. I don't think it's vaccines or vaccinations. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel it's that, but I really don't know what it is. I don't. It's, I haven't. The brain is so weird. No it's like we have no idea, you know, what all this thing that in our head does. Like right. sometimes like I'll be thinking about something or I'll be talking and I'll forget what I'm saying. I'm like, where'd it go? Like, or, like, like, I can't, or I can't remember somebody that it's not. And even like say like a hard drive on our phones. It's all a hard drive, right? When we delete something off our phone, it doesn't really delete because it's not like going somewhere else unless it's a cloud. But even that's some type of storage. So that's like even like our brain. I just don't understand how they, you know, where does the the thoughts go or the memories go? Or like even when they have like people that start getting older and they start losing their memory, it's like what what is this yeah. thing? It's 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 really trippy. So it where, is. where does it go? Like if you delete something on your phone, where does it go? I thought it just deletes. I mean, it's it, it, you have like this. You're it's a block basically, uh-huh. and the, the block it, it's not going to escape anywhere. It just writes over it basically. But it, it, that's why they oh. tell you like. When people are doing some bad stuff and they go get their hard drive, even if you wipe it, unless you like drill through it or destroy it, they can still recover the information. I have no idea. So this makes sense. That's what they were drilling in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. They want to actually destroy it. The hard drives. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I always think about that, about the brain. It's just, it's a trippy organ. It is. It is. Do you guys think that we'll ever figure out like fully about the brain. I know they're doing a lot of research on CTE now, you know, and that's become a lot of the money going to that. But I think it's I just, think so because it's, there's so many, there's just so many varieties and different variants of like what's going on with people mm-hmm. and say illness, like it's huge. 
but they're everyone's so different. It, it's hard to get treatment for anything like that. And then like, even like I, I saw with women, they get di- di- diagnosed a lot lower than men. Cause usually they'll just like a lot of girls will get passed by, like not being right. diagnosed as autistic. And then they are. And I wonder why that's not really a study for, for women, why they do it for guys more than, or maybe it's the people that if it kind of looks like you, you're going to look into it more. So if maybe right. there's more doctors that are male doing that, they're going to look more for males and for females. That could be. That could be. Hmm. So are you a part of any like organizations? Um, I have been involved in AXIS, A-X-Y-S, which is like the chromosome disorder, uh, different variants. I was a parent ambassador, and so they would fly me around to like conferences and stuff. Um, But I kind of felt like, you know, with my son being in jail and prison, they didn't want that stigma placed on the boys. Mm. So they didn't really want me to talk about it. But wouldn't that play a part in it if you're like, extra like aggressive though yeah yeah like people have too many like um like status they want to keep up it's true you know it's like i always say like we all piss and shit man like (laughs) like nobody's better than anybody else you know so like cut out this whole thing like somebody's up here and somebody's down here because they did something you know, we're all we're all imperfect. And it's also like that, uh, like, you know, when we all die, we're all going to end up in the same ground. Right. Whether you have a couple billion dollars or 10 cents, we're all going to end up in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's crazy. Yeah. Like if you look up on the Internet for XYY boys, it'll say, oh, they're tall. They have a lot of acne. Um, they'll have like a big belly. Uh, they'll have like a big forehead. It doesn't talk anything about like, there's a possibility your kid's going to be in prison. Mm. So when your son first went to prison, what was your first thoughts? Oh, I was a mess. The first time he was in there, I was just a mess. Um you know, my daughters were worried about me. They're like, mom, this is going to kill you. You've got to stop thinking about if he's safe every day, you know. And when he got out, I tried so hard to make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's just nearly impossible with him. And so when he went back and he explained it to me this time, how he he feels more comfortable there. He says it's quieter in there than the world. Like to him, the world is so busy. And it's like everyone is like, oh, you should get your license or you should get a job or you should do this or you should do that. He knows his limitations. Yeah. He knows what he can do and what he can't do. He really can. He knows that. And it's like he's thinking he would love to drive. He's absolutely obsessed with cars. He knows everything there is about every exotic car there is. He could, you could have a car pull up next to you. He could tell you what the engine is, what kind of tires on it, what kind of rims are on it. Everything about that car, how much that car cost. That's his rain man skill. I was hoping he was going to be able to count cards. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's exotic cars. Maybe you can get it like, I don't know, maybe like 
like a mechanic job? Or I, I I have no idea. Maybe you can start like a YouTube channel about exotics or something. Oh yeah, Wait. maybe. Because that's a definite skill, like knowing all that stuff. I guess. <laughs> now, do you ever think back, like when you were first pregnant, and then you had him, and he's a little baby, and he's in your arms, and then they were like, and then you see him in prison, and you're like, what are the steps that took to get from him, the little baby, to him in prison? Yep. Yep. Um... I think it's a lot of it was late diagnosis mm. and it was a lot, you know, he was, he was born in 92 and there wasn't a lot of resources. I lived up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So kind of a rural area and a lot of it was me thinking, Oh, I can fix this. Yeah, it's like now, now it's like more information. Definitely. You know, and that's what I always say, like, just not even about the autism part, but say like our parents or my parents' parent, like they were in a part where they're like great depression, worry about survival, um, just living. And then now people are more empathetic, showing more love. Uh, We have more information because the Internet. And so it's it's easier to be like, oh man, why did you not know? But if it's not readily available, you don't have the signs, or you're not you're not a uh, expert in that field, it's gonna be like you're just you're just stumbling through life. There's no playbook to be a parent, um, or a parent of a person with autism, or looking at the signs. Because like I said, it's now you can probably like Google something. I mean, everybody thinks they have cancer when they Google WebMD, but like. Like if yep. you could Google the signs of why is my son not speaking and then somebody else or you have a community of people you can talk to that aren't in your community, like locally. So, yeah, like it, it's hard to be like to judge somebody from the past. Um, you were just doing the best you could. Yeah, definitely. And I got divorced when he was three. So I had four little kids when I was 30 and, you know, just trying to survive. But, you know, when he didn't talk when he was little, people would be like, oh, boys talk later than girls. And, you know, Einstein didn't talk till he was four. And, you know, they give you all this hope. Like, okay, maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. Now, did he have a problem with, like, eye contact? He did. But he, I don't, I don't feel he does now. But it was just, you know, probably 10 years of, if you want something, you're going to have to look at me. If you want. Yeah. So but how, it would, was, how would you guys communicate? When he couldn't talk? Yeah. Oh, he had made up words for things like his blanket was DD and, you know, Pop-Tart was Paw. And he would point or he'd come grab your hand and take you to where he wanted whatever he wanted. Like he was good about letting you know what he wanted. Yeah. Hmm. Now, has he ever wanted a relationship? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's funny because he's just started getting some tattoos in prison. Uh-huh. He can't show me on the videos because he's afraid he's going to get in trouble. But um, I always tease him. I go, no teardrops, no neck tats. <laughs> he, when I get out, I want to get on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. 
So he's skipping out on the neck and the teardrops. Like it's it's saying how he's just so happy in there. I know. Like it's his structure. It's what he knows, like what he prefers. Like I mean, but I've seen a lot of videos of people in prison. They look like they're having a ball. Like having fun and stuff? Yeah, like I've seen them like grilling out and cooking. Like, I mean, they're really creative in prison. They are. Usually people that end up doing a lot of bad shit are smart people, but they just do the bad bad things, things, you know, like, like these kids, like we've been, I don't know if you're having this in Scotts or Arizona or not, but like they got this like Kia mafia thing or whatever, where they're still in these Kias because they found out how like to get online, you can buy a little device and you can program it and get, get in the car without breaking the window and steal the car. And so like a lot of people are getting their car stolen. But it's like the kids are smart enough to do that. But it's like put that to something that's going to benefit you and not get you in jail or get you killed. Right. Right. What do you think about the prison system? Um, what do I think about it? I I do think there needs to be a lot more help for when they get out. Mm Mm-hmm. But he also refuses to go to any classes like that. He refuses. He re- you have to take some kind of class and you have to try to get your GED, um, which is pointless. He's never really going to, he's never going to need a GED. He, he, you know, he should be in school to a certain point, but they're forcing him to go. He's taken, they have some kind of mandated cla- uh, test. He's taken it 13 times. He's failed every single time. So now he's refusing to go to school again, and they're giving him infractions. Like, he loses privileges in there. Um, They don't... I'm not his guardian, so they can't tell me anything. Mm. Now, do you think that... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I don't really... Honestly, from just going in there and visits and talking to the CEOs on the phone and stuff, everyone has always been very, very nice. He's never said that any of the CEOs have ever been mean to him. So I, I mean, there's, there's been people that have been mean to him in there, but he'll fight them. Does he get in trouble when he fights, when they fight? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He does. Do they add time to their sentence or something? Like hole. He says he was in the hole for nine months. Jeez. That's solitary confinement, right? Yep. How does he deal with that? Um I don't know, he just sleeps. When he was in county jail the first time he tried to hang himself. Wow. Uh, they actually came in and they found him on the floor and uh, they took him to wherever they take him, but they, they put him in like solitary confinement there and they make him wear, he said, he's like, they made me wear a dress. It was like a hospital gown mm-hmm. and they sleep on the floor in a mattress and they don't let you have any, so you have to eat your food with your hands. He was like, I'm not wearing a dress. He's like, I won't ever do that again. So that why him? is it? okay to be inhumane that way but to waterboard somebody is wrong 
Yes. And I'm not saying waterborne is right, but I'm just saying like, obviously putting somebody in solitary confinement, making them eat with their hands, uh, dehumanizing them basically. That is not the way to rehabilitate somebody. I mean, no. we noticed that during the pandemic, a lot of people realized they don't like being alone. You know, like that's one of the worst things you can do to a human. It can drive them mental. Like if yes. it's because you're going to start like I saw a guy, he said he went to solitary confinement for like a couple of months. I can't remember how long it was, but he said it, it's just he didn't know time. He didn't know days. Uh, yeah, right. You know, like he got some books and stuff like that. But I mean, how many times can you read the same book again that you're going to start beating your head? And once you get in your head, you might start wanting to hurt yourself. Uh, I don't know. That it seems like a lot of the stuff in prison needs to be revamped. And it just seems a lot of it's just for profit, too. Those need to go away. The where they Like you said, you're, they only pay your son like 30 cents an hour or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and like, now that's, that seems really wrong. I mean, that's slave labor. Yeah. It is. 30 cents an hour. Like, I saw that they have a lot of prisoners out in California fighting fires. Like, I understand you may have done something to get in prison, but, like, to risk your life to fight a fire and you're not getting compensated like a a normal firefighter would be compensated, that's insane. You know what they get? Right. They get get time off their sentence, which doesn't equal, you know. It depends uh, on what you went to jail for and how long you're in prison for. I mean, it could be nothing. uh, Yeah, exactly. They get, I think it's like every day they firefight or something like that. They get like three days knocked off their time. I wouldn't believe you, but you also think about the (laughs) thing you should. I have to send you this clip. Um, I know it's a little off topic. Oh, no, no. We're not talking about that right now. Okay. We'll talk about it at the end of this, but we know. I'm not fucking wrong about that. I might. I, I don't think I'm wrong about this, but let me Google it while you guys are talking about the firefighter and the prison using prisoners, because I may have just read the, the headline. Yeah. <laughs> he wishes he, they would let him out and go fight the war over in Ukraine. I guess. Oh. With, he's like, if they would let me out right now, I'd go. Was that ever an he, option to go either to prison or the yeah. military? No, because of his disabilities, he would never be able to go into uh, the military. He would be; it would be very unsafe to have him in the military. Yeah, <laughs> to give him a weapon, he's actually an amazing shot uh, with a gun. He knows again; he knows everything about guns. And uh, his bio dad has a shooting range up in Montana, mm. and he went up there to visit him one time, and he was just hitting the bullseye every single time. And he asked him, he's like, how did you learn how to shoot like this? And he said, from the movie, the Patriot, where he told the son, he goes like, aim small, miss small. Mm. That just resonated with him. And so he thinks that he should be a sniper. Like, I don't think that's really a good idea, but (laughs) okay. It's so wild that they can tap into certain parts of their brain like that, though. It really is. Are you going to give us misinformation? No, I'm going to give you factual information, actually. Um, this is prisonerlegalnews.org. It says, in California, for example, a prisoner can earn two days off his sentence for each day worked in the firefighter program there. That's the only source you could find? It was the first one. 
And then, but then it says, no, 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 look, look, look. But Arizona pays firefight, uh, pays prisoners pennies on the dollar to fight fires. Is he in prison in Arizona? Yes. Oh, okay. Is he close by y'all? Do you have to go far away to see him? Um, he's in Yuma now, so he's like three hours away, but he doesn't have visits right now unless he, he can't, he has to pass that test in order to get contact visits and he needs to get, uh, vaccinated and he won't do it. Hmm. Man. And then the, 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 uh, Nevada independent says they can earn up to $24 a day firefighting as inmates or, they can earn up to maximum of 45 days off their sentence. Right. This is just but different states. These are probably guys in a lower facility. He's actually in max. So why, why did they, how did he, why did they go, why did they make him go to the max uh, prison? Well, they sent him to a max prison the very first time he ever went, but then he got in trouble. He beat up his cellmate really bad because his cellmate was saying stuff about me every day and he had had enough. And so he put a lock in a sock and beat the shit out of him. He They had to tase him and pepper spray him to get him off of that guy. Wow. He told me his head fell on the floor. The guy lived. But then he got sent over to a a unit called SMU, which is special management, where it's locked down all but one hour a day. And he was in there for a year and a half. So what was the original reason he went to prison? The original one was um, he I after that trailer didn't work out for him, I got him a little apartment. So he was living in an apartment and he met some girl and she uh, was her and her friends were like living there in his apartment mm-hmm. and the neighborhood, the neighbor kid, it was like 17 and they were doing meth and that neighbor kid wanted to try meth. And he told them no. And he told him he needed to go home and he pulled out a pocket knife and he was going to stab him in the back. He Jesus. didn't but going to. Yeah. And so everybody ran out of the apartment and that kid ran out of, his, out of there and went, told his dad that he was going to stab him. And then, like, SWAT showed up, helicopters were up there, and he got arrested. And so he went to to prison the first time for attempted aggravated assault. Or aggravated assault, that's what it was. And what was his mental state after he did this? Like, did he have, like, remorse or regret? Or or was this not a big deal to him? Um... He felt like it wasn't a big deal. He's like, I didn't, I didn't do it. Uh, and he goes, he's like, I didn't want him to do drugs. So in his mind, he was like, like scared straight. Him a favor. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I think your son did do that kid a favor by not letting yeah. him do the drugs. There may have it been is- another way he could have done it though, than to pull a knife on the kid though. True. True. But when you're doing meth, I don't think you're thinking too clearly and you're autistic doing meth i mean allegedly this guy is not doing the meth, <laughs> and he thinks it's, it's okay so that's where i'm wondering what now i'll say say what you said again i'm sorry you just agreed with what her son did you thought it was okay but allegedly you're not doing meth and you're not autistic but you think what his actions were okay that's that's what i'm saying like there hey, could man, have been a, another the, alternative maybe, he, maybe the kid would have become a meth head if you let him do I, I, meth. You're missing the point of what I'm saying. So you're thinking. He's basically. He, he you're basically, saying I'm on the spectrum. No, but he basically oh. did what Brad Pitt did in Fight Club to that kid. When he pulled the gun on the kid, 
to make the kid do something that like to get his life in order. Oh yeah. But in the eyes of the law, people don't see that. As yeah. No, you're right. A proper way to handle it. Yeah. Like when people say, I bully you. People, so how long did he go to I'm not jail for the first time? I'm not listen to that. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> no, when, no, no. when I say something to you, I come from a place of love, love. But somebody else thinks I'm being mean to you. No. And, and, and you know, you're right. And I do correct them. I'm like, no, y'all, no, because like, he'll say something or like, you know, like, dude, what the fuck? Get your ass up and go, you know, clean the house, whatever it is, you know? If we, so if somebody hears that, like, damn, man, you talking to him like that? He's like, no, he, he needs to do shit, you know? That, and it's he's right. He's 100% right. But when you're just hearing it from, when you, I guess when people are Outside hearing, looking in. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they think that, oh, man, he does you so wrong. He teaches you so badly. No, he really doesn't. I mean, you guys... It doesn't matter, but so what were we talking about? You think uh, uh, the free the pulling knife? Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So he got sentenced for two years the first time. Yeah, he did a year in county, then he went into a year in prison. But that's when he got in trouble for beating up that cellmate. So he got an extra year on. Which so I did. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. So I agree with him for beating up the cellmate too. He was talking shit about his mama. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like he'll resort to violence if he gets upset with stuff like that. Yeah, that's the problem, though. It's like, because if it, that's the case, you're always going to be fighting everybody. Yeah. And it seems like he has. Yeah. His and sometimes, like, especially being a man, and like you said, he has an extra chromosome that makes him more aggressive. It's like sometimes it's hard to just walk away because it's your egos in in play and you don't want to look like a bitch. And so you're like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? Either look like a bitch or walk away. And then most people want to fight people because they don't look like a bitch. Right. He always wants to teach somebody a lesson. Yeah. I know one thing. I'm not ever going to fuck with your son. I don't get beat up. (laughs) He'll beat my ass easily. I'm good on that. <laughs> he is a tough, tough kid. He is a he's he's six three, and he probably would have been about six six, but he had two knee surgeries at fifteen, and they said that's what stunted his growth. Oh wow! Why do you have knee surgeries? I don't know. He had like a little. He ran away from a facility he was in, and, and he came back because his knee was hurting. It was all swollen, and he had like a little piece of bone mm. that was off in there. So they went in and tried to fix that. And then six months later, they went in to go like open it up and make sure it healed. And it, it never took. So they had to redo it again. That's a big kid, man. Yeah, he's like 240, 6'3. But he's just strong. I, I've seen four grown men, and I'm talking like firemen, policemen, take him to the ground with a fight. So, what are some um, good qualities or attributes about your son um let's see he's kind i know it doesn't sound like it Mm -hmm. is really he's really a kind person like um like when he's been out before we'll buy him a bike he'll meet somebody walking and they're like man i sure like that bike i wish i had a bike well here it's Mm -hmm. yours and then he comes back to us. And he's like, I'm going to need another bike. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like he'll give him the shoes right off his feet. Anything, 
anything he has, he'll give up. Yeah. And so he's, he's very nice. Like he'll have, he'll work and get, a, you know, some money and we'll pull up. He want to go to the mall and buy some shoes and we'll pull up to the mall and there'll be a homeless guy there asking for money. He'll like, mom, roll the window down. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, like, no, because then I'll have to pay for the shoes. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Like, Please. And so I roll the window on and he'll give the guy 40 bucks. Mm. I'm like, he goes, I feel good. I go, good. Unless somebody does here. <laughs> uh, and I, I think he's funny. He just, he just calls it out. Like he sees it. Yeah. You're black and white to him. Like it's. What is his message to the world? Um, What would be his message to the world? Leave him alone. Just leave me alone. Let me do my thing. Just stay out of the way kind of thing. Yep. Now, is there something that he can be put in outside of a prison that is similar to a prison, but not, if that makes any sense? Not now that he has a violent record. Oh, okay. He can't go to like a group home or anything like that. See, but it's not fair for him though, because he he probably never the one starting the fight or the agitator. Uh, There's probably time he has, but for the most part, it's usually, you know, I mean, he beat up some guy when he lived in that little trailer really bad. Um, They were friends, but then there was a girl and he was really just, other guy was really disrespectful to this girl my son was like that's not how you talk to a lady and he beat the shit out of him mm. they ended up being friends after that so well if you can't beat him you join him yeah exactly but uh, you know he's he's a fighter for sure he's broke his hand I don't even know how many times he has arthritis really bad in his hands and his knees <clears throat> and I stopped casting it after a while. The last time it was cast, I think he was in County and he punched a wall and he broke it. They never even came back to take the cast off. He took it off himself. Little by little. I definitely think that people like with autism or disability should definitely not be in a normal jail. I agree. Regardless of whether they're violent or nonviolent or whatever it is, like there's got to be other avenues because he's definitely not getting the help he needs while he's just in a regular jail. Because I guarantee those correctional officers or the people running the prison, they don't know how to handle that because they're not trained in that. Right. They're, they're, yeah, he's not. He's just sitting in a cell rotting pretty much. His teeth are rotting. He doesn't like to brush his teeth. So there's no one there forcing him to brush his teeth. He refuses to go to a, a doctor or a dentist in there. His teeth are just rotting. He's got to be in so much pain just from his mouth. Like if you look at those videos, his teeth are nasty. That can't be good for his health. Nasty. They no. Because they say bad gums leads to other things, right? Like other oh, issues. Yeah. It's It's bad. Now, would you say that most people in prison are probably some level of some type of mental illness or? 
Yeah, I would say so. So if that's the case, why aren't they doing more as far as like having like some type of person with that kind of expertise working in these facilities? Or is it just well, a a housing of- that they just don't care because they're just another number? A lot of them, do, they do. Like, he's not on any medication. Like, they'll, like if, if he wanted to be on medication for, you know, like, like medication to help with things, I can't even think what it is. Like, he was on medication from, like, 15 to 18. Mm-hmm. Like, a patient. So, but he doesn't want to take medication. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really helped him that much like when he was 15 and he was in a children's mental hospital and it was it was just a nightmare in there for him well not that the place was but you know that's where they found out he had the extra y chromosome he was just getting into a lot of fights doing a lot of stuff and i asked the doctor i asked her like what's 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 going to be his future just be honest with me what his future is going to be. And she said, he's either going to be in a mental institution, heavily medicated, or he's going to be in prison. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to make sure neither one of those ever happen. Here we are. Now, does that put like a lot of stress on you? Yeah. Yeah. Like what is your mental state like now? Great. It's great. And this may sound really mean, but this is the first time in my life that I've had some peace of where he's at. I know he's fed. I know he's sheltered. I know he's safe. And I don't have to watch him 24-7. When people say you just don't want to deal with him, he's a lot of work. And I've done it. Yeah, but those people a, aren't in your shoes. They haven't been yeah, there for all those years. But or it is there's a sense of peace yeah. this time of knowing that he wanted to be there. And I have that. It's it's hard when he lives with me because he, he gets the maddest at me. Because I have to enforce the rules. Like he like I said, he walks everywhere, he meets people. So when he was living with me the last time. He got mad at me because he would have people over. He would meet people off the street and have them over in my house when I'm not home. I'm like, you cannot do that. Yeah. And he, why? Because his brother lives here and his brother, his brother has friends over. He's like, he has friends over. I go, these are people you don't know. Oh, I know them. Oh, I know yeah. them. Like if people say, I want to be your buddy, I want to be your friend. He believes them. Mm. He has no reason not to believe them. He, they just don't understand how much work he is. Yeah. Well, I can tell you about that show. Um, just looking at the show, it's like, all oh, these kids look so sweet, blah, blah, blah. But you don't know what the parents are going through when the cameras are not showing or, you know, when the kids are having a, a breakdown or something like that. I mean, that's just, that's a lot for, I it mean, is. I understand it's a, your child or whatever, but it's still a lot. You're still a human. You still have like your own problems. Yeah. You want to, you, you want to have some peace. Now, does it give you some anxiety that he's getting out in a couple of years? Absolutely. Now, is there something you can plead for them to like keep him in longer or, or do you think he might just do it something again to put himself back in again? Or I know you said he, he's kind of said he's ready, but yeah, I, I think, he hasn't been able to see us in person for two years. Yeah. So now 
oh yeah, now I want to get out. I want, I need to give my family a hug. You know, I need to hang out with my little brother, but what I'm going to try to do here in like the next six months is go to probation and figure out some other route because they were so hard on him last time. They acted like he was just some normal guy getting out of prison. Like you're like, you got to get your driver's license. You need to have a full-time job, 40 hours a week. You know, you need to pay these fines. You need to do this. You need to do that. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to take these drug classes, all this stuff. And he's like, whoa, why? I just did my time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's up to me to make sure he's doing all those things. Because isn't that why and- a lot of them end up going back? Because they don't get to fulfill all those check Definitely. marks. Definitely. And it's a lot of Sorry. And having all that pressure put on me. Yeah. That's a Or then like you hang out with somebody that might be a criminal too or a felon and you get in trouble for that or you don't know they're a felon. Man, that, yeah. that's a lot to deal with. That's a lot of pressure. When he was out this last time, him and his little, he was out for a month, like a month and a half. And he was on parole and him and his little brother were playing uh his little brother's three years younger than him so they were playing video games and he felt like his brother was being too cocky when he won which he probably was and so colt sucker punched him in the jaw and then he gets mad he gets mad when he does things like that because he knows he's going to get in trouble yeah so I was trying to calm him down, like, no, let's not, we're not going to have any fighting. We're not going to be hitting anybody in this house, nothing like that. And he's like, you can't fucking tell me what to do. So then he becomes so angry. So my other son and I, we leave the home. So he's still in the home. I had to call the cops. So I called the cops. I talked to the cops for an hour before they even came up to the house. And they said, okay, we'll get him into a facility. We're going to get him into a mental health facility. They had it all arranged. So they come up to the house. He's standing out on the patio. The cops are down below. And they're like, what are you doing, buddy? And he's like, smoking weed. You want some? And there was like weed sitting up there. And so he's like throwing it down to the cops. He goes, you guys, you guys are going to want some of this. And they're like, no, we're good. We're good. And uh, so they end up, you know, arresting him. They take him down to the jail here in town, but then they transfer him over to Phoenix County Jail, which they never took him to a facility. So then they tell me they transfer him to Phoenix Jail and they say, oh, he's going to get out like at 2 a.m. in the morning. So I figure I need to go pick him up. He doesn't know the area. I need to go pick him up. Well, they let him out at midnight. He sneaks on the light rail goes as far as he can, hops off there, goes to Circle K. He asked 10 people if he can call his mom. Finally, a cab driver let him call me. So I go pick him up from there. I go take him to get some breakfast. We come home. He goes to sleep. The next morning, I let his PO know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Goes, oh, go ahead and bring him on down here. I go, okay. I mean, he punched his brother. Mm. Not a big crime. They sent him back to prison to finish out a sentence. I was a wreck. They took him right there in that office. I was, I was a mess. 
I couldn't stop crying. I was just like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like, no. And I went out to my car and I was just bawling. Like, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare. And uh, the guy, the supervisor called me and he said, you know what? I'm going to let you talk to him on the phone and tell him goodbye. He goes, I have an autistic daughter and I couldn't imagine what you're going through. So he put him on the phone and my son's like, mom, it's okay. It's fine. I only have to go back for like three months. It's not a big deal. Now, do you guys ever worry about your safety around him or even his own safety? Absolutely. Yeah, we always have. When he was younger, we we had deadbolts on our doors because he would get up in the middle of the night, walk around. Um, we had to dimple ourselves into our rooms. Man, I, I just That's... can't imagine the life you guys have lived. Yeah. And then you got these people on TikTok saying what they say. <laughs> I know. You know? Yeah, but- you should you, you should take your you, son to their house and like, yeah you can have I it for a week and I'll be back. I always say I go give me your address because he's going to be out in just a little bit, <laughs> one hour with them. You'll have fun. Now this you is do this. does his biological dad have anything to do with him? Nothing at all. Nope. Because I raised him wrong. I didn't discipline him enough. This is why he has all these problems. That's not fair to you either. No, you're just it's trying not. to do the best you can. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's what his biological father said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, it's my fault. He's in prison because I didn't discipline him right when he was a little kid, but he was not around. <laughs> well, yeah, motherfucker, you should have been around. Maybe that would have made a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a millionaire living up in Montana, like 50 acres, having a great life. Like, how great would it be for him to have, like, a little place for him to live on his land? It'd be perfect, but no. So what is his reason for not having a thing to do with the son? You know, I don't know. He doesn't have anything to do with any of his kids. Oh, All wow. Four oh, really? oh, damn. He doesn't have anything to do with them or his grandkids. I have four grandkids, too. He is just a very selfish person. He's better than everybody. He's smarter than everybody. He's a better worker than everybody. He's a harder worker. He's a better parent. <laughs> He's just better. Interesting. That is fucking great. sad, man. It is. And then for him to say that stuff to you, it's your fault. You know, that's just the, yep. the ignorant. That's just ignorant as fuck. It is. It is. Wow. What changes what changes would you like to see in like the prison system for people with autism or other disabilities? I, I think like they have they have different units for different levels. Why not have a level for autism? And I think another thing is, is like um, the first time he was in, I was always, he was always getting moved around and stuff. And I'd always call and try to talk to like the CEOs and stuff like that. Um, Every single time I would have to go through the whole thing again, like, oh, he's autistic. He's this, he's this. Cause they don't, all they list on his, his, his uh, sheet is his crimes. They don't list your disabilities. Mm. 
Which I feel like they should. Have you tried like, like reaching out to like Congress or you know like groups about I, this or something like that? I haven't. Because like, you know, they say if you start getting momentum behind whatever you cause, you're trying to. It's sim eventually somebody will listen, and then they might run with it too. Like whoever needs to hear it or whatever. Yeah, I know, and I need to. I I honestly was so burnt out. Because even when we lived in Montana, um, just to get services, I mean, there's times I would email or call every single, every hundreds of people, and maybe two would respond to try to get services, different things for him. It is such a hard thing to do. I just think like I just wore myself out on all that. He he just needs like a little piece of land with like a little, t he doesn't want much. He just wants a little piece of land with some little trailer on it or something. And if he had like a ATV, he could ride around, have a dog and a girlfriend from Farmers Only. <laughs> have to go back to prison because he'd have everything there he wanted. But I don't have the resources. I don't have the money for that. Yeah. Now, did you say he did have a girlfriend at one time? Or has he ever no, had a relationship? The girl that lived in his in that apartment with him when she was doing math, but she had her friends there and stuff. She kept telling him, oh, maybe in like a couple months, I'll be your girlfriend. So she was so just using was, him? Oh. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Now, do you think he'd be capable of having a relationship? I don't know. Like... He says he's been on a date before when he lived in that little trailer. He met some girl because he looks normal. Like mm -hmm. if you saw, you would, you know, and he's got stuff on that's not prison clothes. He looks normal. He was younger and uh, he went on a date. She picked him up. They went to Olive Garden for dinner. I don't think she really realized the extent of his disabilities because she had to pay for dinner too. Mm -hmm. And he claims they had sex. I don't know. Oh, my man, I, I, my man. Yes, sir. <laughs> he told his little brother that. I was like, really? And he told us where she worked. So me and his sisters, we went over there just to check her out. Like, <laughs> she was a really cute girl. She was really tall. She was like six one. <clears throat> so I don't know if she just thought, oh, finally, a tall boy that likes me. Yeah. Yeah, because I but imagine for a woman being that tall, it's probably not easy to find a guy. Yeah, so it was, I don't think they ever went out again. Mm. He got so. tired of her. He's like, hey, thanks for dinner. Thanks for sex. Bye. Yeah, one and done. <laughs> wow. That is, that, uh, your story is, it's, it's a lot. It and, is. And to be still just sitting here and, and being a... A nice person is is impressive. Thank you. Because I don't, I don't know. We all have stuff we deal with, but I mean that is more than I've heard most people talk about. And we've had a lot of people on here, and I've never heard a story anything <laughs> remotely like that. And it's yeah. not even over; it's still going. Yeah, it's definitely not over, and that's just some of the stories. I mean, there's just it's. You know, when he went through puberty, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare because he didn't know what to do with himself. It was just, he was telling us he heard voices to kill his family, like all kinds of stuff. And I'm like, you're going to what? You know, 
And it was, it was, it was scary. It was really scary. Now, I know the brother that was playing games. Do they still have a relationship or no? They do. Yeah. Yeah. What about the other ones? Yeah. My girls do too. Oh, okay. So everyone's really excited for him getting out soon, like a year and a half. They're nervous. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're probably like want to see their brother, but they also care about his safety and their safety. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they really care about my safety because they know that how mad he gets at me. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, it's basically like you guys were living in your own fucking prison. When yes. like I mean, you're saying you had to barricade yourself in your home. Um, yes. You have him talking about having ideas of killing his family. Yes. I mean, that's a lot of trauma. It is. Are you it guys is. doing any type of therapy? <laughs> Wine. <laughs> that's a good one. A bottle. <laughs> so when he was when he when he told you that, but he had voices in his about killing y'all. Um. Did you guys take him to talk to anybody or like call oh, him? Absolutely. This was in Montana. And uh, we, my husband that I was married to at the time, like he was a big hunter. So he had like a hunting room and a safe and he had a lot, a lot of guns in there. And so we were, you know, definitely really concerned. And we would tell him like, well, he's like, oh, I have thoughts of shooting my family. Like, well, you can't get to any of the guns. And he's like, yeah, I can. I can get in that safe. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. And then my ex was like, well, I've taken all the guns apart. You can't even, he's like, oh, I can put them together. Like I said, he is, he knows everything about guns. And then he just told me recently why he's been in prison. It was a walkout basement, right? In the house. And the hunting room was downstairs where his bedroom and his brother's bedrooms were. And during the summertime, like we'd open up the window, right? And then he said he would go and we had deadbolts on those doors. So he would go in the summertime and he would shut the windows so that when we went to bed, we thought, Oh, everybody locked up the windows. We locked up the doors. Right. Well, those windows weren't shut. And he said he would sneak in that room and he would try to get in that safe to get those guns out. He could never actually get in a safe, but how scary is that? So he's basically saying if he would got into the safe, you guys would not be here right now. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a gun of your own? I mean, I don't think she wants to kill her own son, though, man. Like, that's. No, I don't have a gun, but I can tell you what I do because I've lived in the same house for 10 years. What I do have is stuff hidden around the house. Like, I have a knife in the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. But, you know, I have a bat by my bed. Hmm. All this stuff, because I've always thought if I'm in some room, I'm going to need a weapon or something. No, I don't think I, he would have to kill me. I wouldn't be able to shoot my own kid. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. And honestly, I don't think when he gets out, if he was to hit me or his brother again, I I wouldn't call the cops. That they were absolutely out that time. They lied and said they were going to get him in a facility and they didn't. Hmm. Has he hit you before? Once he was, I think, 16, and he was sitting on the couch, and I kept telling him to go brush his teeth so he had a doctor's appointment. 
and there was a person sitting in between us. And I told him like three times, I'm like, Colt, go brush your teeth. Colt, go brush your teeth. And, you know, and then finally he leaned over and he was going to punch me in the leg. And I told him before, I said, if you ever fucking lay a hand on me, I will kick the living shit out of you. And he took off running outside that house and he laid down on the ground and I had my fist pulled. And now it, he laughs. He's like, mom almost beat me up. <laughs> But he's like, he's never, ever touched me since. Yeah, those visions and, and the acts that he did are just wild. Like, I saw yeah. a thing. I, I, it's not comparing to what your son, but I saw this thing where this kid was, uh, he was having visions of that he wanted to molest other little kids. And so he told his parents, he's like, I'm having these ideas. I'm not acting upon them, but I'm having these. I don't know why. I, I think the way we do it is going back to the way the brain works. We don't know why. Sometimes you'll have a thought that's in your head, even me personally, I'll, I'm like, why am I thinking something so fucked up? And then I'll like snap out of it or whatever. Just some random thought, something I would never hopefully ever do. But like, you know, this guy was like, you know, having these things. So then I think they end up putting him in a facility, you know, so hopefully he never does do that to somebody because he, the kid even said, if he gets out, he's going to do something to a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's just wild. You know, like I said, it's just, you don't know where this is coming from. And it's like, it's Sometimes, hard to tell yourself, why am I thinking this way? Stop thinking this way. Because your brain, it's like even depression. Like people are depressed. It's like the thing that's supposed to be telling you're okay is telling you're fucked up. And how do you quell that that noise in your head? Right. And that's why some people end up killing themselves, unfortunately, because they can't get rid of that voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like he might still have thoughts mm. of hurting people or whatever or his family or me and i think that's why too he feels like he would rather stay in prison yeah wow. i think that he feels like he's controlled and can't act upon any of that stuff that's something i'm blown away right he's now like, he's like smart in some ways but yet not like he's not academically smart you know, if you asked him, like, what's 20 plus 50, he, he'd really have to think about it. Yeah. Wow. And his spelling's not good, but he can spell every single, he can spell Lamborghini. Mm. Now, outside of, like, TikTok and the Internet, or have you got your story out there to anybody else? I started it on Instagram. Um, probably about eight years ago. Okay. But I was really, that was more the earlier posts and stuff were more fueled on emotions. I feel like, because I was very emotional about everything that was happening. Like it was just, it, it was, it consumed my life of trying to help him. Now, have you developed a community of other parents that are in similar situations as you with their children being in prison or having these uh, visions or thoughts about hurting them that are autistic? Yeah. But it's more come through like the uh, extra chromosome. Oh, okay. Okay. It's more so than autism. So do you think if he didn't have that, he would just be, he wouldn't be probably as violent, possibly? 
100%. Yeah. And there, you don't fix a, a genetic disorder. Yeah. Wow. There's, you don't grow out of it. Yeah. I had never heard of that till today. That's the first time I've ever. So it's why, why what now? I'm sorry. He's why, why X, so y, girl, y. girls are X, X and boys are X, Y. So he has extra Y. Oh. So, but a boy can be, have a girl chromosome, but a girl can't have a boy chromosome. Hmm. So boys can be XXY or they, there's boys that are XXYY and there's girls that are triple X, but girls can never have a Y chromosome. Wow. And nobody knows how this happens after all these years of research on the brain. I, mean, I don't know. We're not, I can't. we're not been around very long though. So it's like, I mean, you had people, not too long ago that we're drawing on caves. Do you think, so. do you think, in, so you know how we've done so much in a hundred years, right? From like the 1900s to 2000 or wait, 120 years. Do you think in another 200, 120 years that we'll know more about the brain or like we start figuring things out like addiction and stuff like that? I doubt it. it just, Times change, different drugs, different different things i mean autism's come a long way so far the reason that they they have so many people on the spectrum they had to do that in order to get people to get services they couldn't just pigeonhole them and say only these people are going to get services that's why there's so many people on the spectrum is so that they can receive some type of services like when he gets out, he can get SSI because he's never really had a job. So he'll, he'll probably get like 800 a month. And he'll probably get maybe 150 to $200 in food stamps. Man. Now, does him being homeless, is that a fear of yours? Absolutely. I always tell him, as long as there's breath in me, you'll never be homeless. Yeah. Man, you definitely have a story. <laughs> I just need some money to get him a place when he gets out. <laughs> Somewhere. What about those um, tiny homes? What is it? Yeah, like little tiny homes or tiny mobiles or something like that's what they're called? But I think the problem is, it's not that the find the place is like keeping him there, like mentally keeping him there. Oh, exactly. instead of just having a bunch of people over there and stuff like that? No, it's yeah. just like he can't. He's not a rational thinker like the average person. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that right away saying it, would you say? Absolutely. Yeah. So like what you would think or we would think is like, okay, I just need to do this, this, this to get by in life. Like he doesn't think that. And she's even saying, he, what would you say? He's probably like at a 13-year-old level, like mm -hmm. mental, right. mentally or whatever. So just think about how when you were 13, you could not have been able to pay bills or go to work every day or, you know, do this, the stuff yeah. that we do. I mean, that comes with time and age. Yeah. And if you're mentally stunted, just because you're in a, a full size body and that's where everybody's going to see you're in a full size body. But then in your head, you're not, you know, you're not mentally there. It's it's like it's a big disconnect. Right. And then people right. are going to judge you by what you look like. They're like, well, get it together, man. You're a fucking adult. But then mentally, you're not. Right. And they used to describe it as like he's missing a link, like from when he's doing something to what the consequences are going to be. Yeah. 
missing that link. And even when he went over and robbed that 7-Eleven, in his head, he only wanted to go back to prison for one year to clear his head. So he walked in there. He walked in there with a little hammer and a little knife. And he set them down on the counter. He never touched them again. He didn't take the money. He knew he wasn't going to keep the money because he wanted to go back to prison. Mm-hmm. He took you know, the drink out from the 240s, threw him through the window, busted the window. So he was trying to do enough to get him one year in prison. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, got, his logic and reasoning is way off. He miscalculated his crime. Yeah. He got nine. Wow. They were looking at five years. How many years? 25 originally. Whew. But he had more charges on there. First, they had kidnapping <clears throat> because he left a note at home, which we didn't know he left that until I went I went straight from work to where the 7-Eleven was, but they had already taken him. Then I came home and I found the note, and he said he was going over to 7-Eleven to do a hostage thing. He had oh, just watched shit. Bruce Willis, and he said he was going to do a hostage thing. So they tried to get him for kidnapping, which that was dropped. And they tried to get him for, um, they got him for robbery. They got him for armed robbery and they tried to get him for aggravated assault, but he never, he never assaulted anybody. Now were some of the charges too, for busting out the window for like property damage or something like that too. Well, that he has to pay restitution. So they take money out of his, um, the money that I put on his books. Wow. They take dollars every time I put money on there. Mm-mm. So I'm paying his restitution. So have you said anything to like your job about when he's going to get, when he, you know, but when he's getting closer to him getting out, that if something happens, you're going to have to leave work to go handle it. No, I haven't. I was wondering because like, you know, how that's going to work too. That's another thing you're going to have to deal with. You know, you got a lot going on, man. <laughs> His entire life. I remember one time going to my boss and they're like, he was still in elementary school and I had to go get him. And he's like, isn't there anyone else that you could call to go pick him up? I go, I'm it. Mm. It's just me. What do your friends and family think? That he's probably where he needs to be. Yeah, it's got to be tough because obviously you love your son, but you love your peace and you love your safety of him being in prison. But then you don't want to see your son caged up either. No, right. Because obviously, you know, you love your son more than all those. Right. Because he's your child, like mother's love. Yeah. And like if if like he sometimes he'll deny visits, and he'll get mad because his sister that lives here in Arizona she they changed his visits to Monday and Tuesdays, and she works during the day, so she can't do them. So he was getting mad that she couldn't do them. Mm. So like, well, then I won't see any of you. Wow. But then he, you know, force shows up again. I just keep scheduling them. Do you go to well, I don't know. Uh, the, there's they there are Zoom calls, right? Or Yeah. The, the, yeah. So what are your goals for yourself with your current freedom until 2024? 
Well, and this is, this is how it, like, sometimes I get super stressed out and I'm like, you know, talking to my daughters about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to figure out this. I'm going to figure out, like, mom, don't worry about it till it's, it's, it's almost time. Yeah. Because things change with him so much. We still got a year and a half and that's a long time for him to change his mind. Yeah. It's scary because it's so close. I honestly have always felt like he wouldn't make it out alive. Mm. Personally. But is there anything you want to do for yourself in this time being, though? I just work to try to survive. That's all. Okay. I I don't, like... Yeah, I... I don't have the means to be doing anything too exciting here. Now, did your kids ever have like any type of like jealousy or resentment that he got more of attention than them? Not one bit. Nothing. Well, that's good. Cause I know sometimes like some parents will be focusing on maybe like the quote unquote problem child too much and that the right. other kids feel neglected. No. No, they have never, they have never, they, they, they would tell me, you know, like, no, don't, I mean, they all help put money on his books. They want the best for him. They love him. Mm-hmm. They also, you know, they, they need people to be safe. Like I've always been worried he was going to be the kid that would shoot up a school or something. Like when he was in grade school, junior high, he just started junior high and they were trying to have him switch classes. It had to have a different folder for each class. There was way too much going on for him. He started hiding a knife underneath his bed, you know, a little steak knife underneath his mattress. And then, you know, he would draw pictures of kids he wanted to hurt at school. And I went into the principal and I'm like, you have to keep him in one class all day. He can't switch classes. And the principal's like, oh, it's no big deal. I took a gun to school when I was his age. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Did that, what the fuck? That makes it better. It was crazy. So I ended up homeschooling him for a little bit. But still, I mean, it was just, you know, he's always lived in a really wholesome environment. He was raised LDS Mormon. I'm not now, but there wasn't any like, you know, there was just, it was a very wholesome environment, but he would draw really awful pictures. He would draw pictures of having sex with the girl and her head was cut off. And I would be like, oh my gosh, like, why would you ever, like, where did you see that to draw that? So he must just have thoughts in his head that are just... I told you I've had, I mean, not that extreme, but I've had thoughts there and I'm like, why am I thinking this shit? I'm a little worried about you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, just think I'm about, worried for myself now. Just think about some of the movies we watch that are fucked I up think, movies that came from somebody's head. Yeah, but it's entertainment. But when it's entertainment, it's OK. But when you like write it down or have a picture drawn, it's like, oh, you're a weirdo. Yeah. But I think we all I mean. I'm just willing to admit it, but I think all of us have some type of ideas or like, why am I, why am I having this idea or why am I, I think thinking this way about you? Huh? I think we need to have a podcast about <laughs> you. Anytime you like, I'm, I'm an open book. 
Do your thoughts of violence ever have no, they're me not violent. as a violent getting the recipient of the- <laughs> They're not violent thoughts. Oh, it's okay. just like, just thinking like, oh, it's like, so I'll give you a perfect example. Like sometimes I'll be looking at my hand and be like, man, what if I shot my hand? What would that feel like? But I'm not going to fucking do it. But I just think like that kind of thing. Like I've thought that before. Or like I'm driving and I'm like, man, what if somebody were to come into the traffic against me? Okay, so that kind like, of That's stuff. the kind of fucked okay. up thing. I'm, that's what I'm talking about. I'm I've, not thinking about like, you know, cutting a kid's head off. Yeah, like I have, I've had that. Like when you're driving on the lane where there's no barricade in between the going and coming traffic, you know? Yeah. Like what if someone just like comes over just a little bit and clips me like while I'm yeah. driving? Because I'm going 50 down Germantown Parkway or on 70 and they're going 50. You know, that's going to be like this. We're going to get fucked up. Like. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, it's just, like, intrusive thoughts. Like, where are these thoughts coming from? You know? Like I said, hopefully most people don't act upon those thoughts. Like, even, like, say you're in a fit of rage. Some people... Do you own a gun? Yeah, I have have quite a few. (laughs) 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 But, like, say, like, somebody were to get upset, and they don't take a beat and not think about it, and then that's when they end up doing that. Because I always wonder, like, when people kill somebody, do they have regret afterwards? Or they're just so fucking... They don't care. There's no remorse whatsoever. Like even people that commit suicide. I wonder if you could talk to them and be like, do you wish you could go back? Actually, we had some. Didn't we have somebody on here that they tried to kill themselves? We just recently had somebody on here. They tried to kill themselves and then they have a second. They had a second. Oh, it was. uh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, It was. Was her name Becky? Becca? Becca Loy. No, no, not her. The other one, J- Jesse. Jesse, yeah. Jesse, Jesse, Jesse tried to take yeah. pills, and then she woke up, and now she started her new life. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm wow. saying. Like, it's just like you know, the brain is a funny thing. It is. It is. But no, I don't have are any you- intentions of shooting anybody. You know, just <laughs> you know, unless you know, are you getting- get out of line. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting some counseling or anything? <laughs> Man, are you? A- I go to the gym now. That's my therapy. Here you go. Some people like to push your buttons. They just don't know when to stop. Sometimes your buttons are easy to push. But some people are like toxic. They're like a a virus. They are. (laughs) They are a virus. Yes. Man. But yeah, like I said, I know. I, I mean, I think we all have demons. I just think some are louder than others, you know, and some people can't control those demons. And then like you add the extra chromosome on top of that. That's just, that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. It's like a death sentence. It feels like sometimes because it's, it's, you know, it's scary. Like I said, like I never wanted him to like harm anybody ever, ever. That's always been, first and foremost concerned, mm-hmm. you know, and it's scary when you have a kid like that, like you see these schools get, get shot up and stuff and you, they, they go after the parents and stuff. And it's like, I just have always been like, I want to know I've done everything I could to make sure that never happens. Luckily it never happened. Well, it's like one of those things too. You can't even blame yourself if it does happen though. But I think naturally you're going to blame. What did I do wrong that my you know, I understand, child but I'm just saying, like. But as a parent, you you tend to blame yourself, yeah. no matter what. If you're a good parent. And yeah. a loving parent, yeah. Like, some parents don't give a shit about the kids, unfortunately. 
But yeah, it's just, it's just, I don't know. Your story is, um, is one that needs to be heard because that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody, one person to deal with. It is. Because it's especially it, coming from, it could be like if you were somebody you were dating that's somebody different, but like your own son or your own child, it's like you can't really get away from them. I mean, I guess you could uh, completely abandon him, but then like your nurturing side would be like, why am I doing? I'm abandoning my I spawn. could never. Yeah. I could never. It's never even entered my mind. Never. And then also, like you were saying in the very beginning, when we first started, like, you know, like, there's a lot, it's going to happen a lot more of people with uh, autism going to jail and stuff like that. There definitely is, there definitely needs to be some kind of change going on or something that something needs to happen because putting them in a regular prison or a regular uh, halfway home or whatever they're called isn't the right thing, clearly. Yeah. But what's the not. alternative? Them being in there or being on the street and able to hurt the general public. Well, but like I said, if they had like a section of the prison that was more mm-hmm. of like lockdown, but more of a mental health facility, but not, but not where they just drug you. Like in a mental health facility, that's all they're going to do is just drug you. Yeah. Because then they really don't have to deal with you. You're just there. Yeah. You're just staring at the TV or whatever it is, you know, like. You did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is your message for anybody listening right now? Mm. What would be my message? Keep guns away from me. Yeah, keep guns away from Tony. <laughs> don't Um, no, I don't I you know, I don't know. Just you just can't give up. Mm. You know, like especially for moms like there i'm on a couple groups on facebook for moms that have you know boys with extra y chromosomes and they're always like oh my gosh he's like 12 and it's just this and it's this he wants to kill everybody he wants to do this he wants to do that and i'm just like okay calm down here's what you're gonna do you know like you're gonna you're gonna try to get a hold of this person or this person, you know, and I think that these boys do better I, from what I've seen of the families that I know. They do better when their dad is involved in their life. They need a strong male in their life, and he's never had that. So, what do you think about the state of men today? Do you think that's a thing that's across the board, though? That it's more needs to be more of a family unit. Or it's co-parenting or, you know, nuclear. Yeah. Like a two family household or two parent household. I I think. Yeah. I mean, I've been a single mom for almost my entire life, but I do feel like, I mean, a team is always better than one. Two is always better. Always. It's always going to be better. Because I know me personally, I know I stayed on the straight and narrow because I didn't want to get in trouble for my dad. Right. Like that was always a thing. Wait till your dad gets home. Uh, I don't want to wait till the motherfucker comes home because I know it's going to happen. It's going to beat that ass. So, yeah, I think I think we need I mean, I think everybody needs some type of structure because it'd be just lawlessness if we didn't have anything. So that would have to be at home, too, that you need some type of correction. But like you said, when you're by yourself, it's hard to do, though, I would imagine. Yeah. Right, but there's a lot of structure in our home, but I can't provide a prison structure. Yeah. 
you know, when we moved to Montana, I redid his, I did his room all up, you know, I had all this stuff on the walls and, you know, beanbag chairs and just, just everything you can imagine, you know, I had like a little desk, a garbage can and he had a dresser. Next day I come in, everything was taken off the walls. Everything was put in his closet. The only thing that was left in that room was a desk, a chair, a garbage can and his twin bed. Mm. And I look back now, I'm like, it was his sale. He doesn't want any extra stuff. And moms tend to be sometimes extra. Yeah, we always think our kids need this or that, and they don't. He he just wants the bare minimum. Maybe just get him, like, when he comes out, like, just get him the same, like, black T-shirt and, you know, he wears that every day or like a multiple of them, you know, like uh, same socks, same shoe, pant, all that stuff. Maybe that will help him a little bit. I think that's yeah. like a cookie cutter way of doing it. But like uh, you got to take in consideration he has X chromosome where he's aggressive, though. Yeah. Right. So I mean, the it thing would be, is- like if it was just autism, like she said, it would be different. But then he's mm-hmm. got that rage. Yeah, you know, that's the problem. And you don't know what could set him off. It knows sometimes his forehead is really protruding and sometimes it's not. When his forehead's protruding, when it's just sticking out so far, Mm. that's why why he's about ready to explode. I have a friend of mine, when I look at him, like say we go out and he's drinking, his face physically changes. And I can tell it's gonna be a bad night. Like he's gonna be aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, like if you look at this guy normally, he's like the nice, sweet looking guy. But then I don't know what it's a switch. And I know he's had some trauma in his past. And I guess maybe like something in the day probably affected him or, you know, with the alcohol on top, it starts releasing like, you know, when you're when you're sober, you can probably try to hide stuff a little bit more. But when you're when you're drunk or inebriated or whatever, you can your 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 guard comes down a little bit. But I can I can distinctly see something in his face, and I know, and his voice even changes; it becomes more raspy. Huh? But yeah. it's like it's like a complete. It's like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde. Yep, one hundred percent. Wow! Are you like, oh, here we go in your mind? Yep. Yeah. And the minute after after he does something and it's over, he's always really remorseful. And then his forehead's normal again, and he seems so much calmer. Like, it just has built up and up and up, and then it's like he's released all this pressure, and then he can function again. Wow. Damn. But I, we've never been able to pin... It's, it, it doesn't matter really what it is. Like, it, it just seems to happen. I used to call it his period. It seemed like it... <laughs> Damn. Every month I would have to call the police. You know, every single month the police were out there at my house. Cause he just he'd stand across the street and he'd just beat a tree up or something. Like it was just it was constant mm-hmm. turmoil. Mm-hmm. Well, so you think if he violates his probation, which it which you saying it's all those different things are gonna make him try to do again? Is he going to get? Is he going to have to go back and finish his sentence? He'll have to go back. He'll, yeah, he'll get a longer sentence. Mm. Yeah, like the the GED thing. That's that's silly. Like if, you know, because he, he's never going to need. Yeah, I don't know. 
never been able to do schoolwork. He cannot process from his brain. Like if you give him a form to fill out, he cannot process from his brain on what to write on that piece of paper. Even though we practice it, I can give him the same form. I'll go over it with him. I'll give him a blank one. Cannot do it. Cannot do it to save his life. But like when you're in prison, when you go into prison, you have to get your papers so that people know what you're, because the prisoner, the inmates pretty much run the prison in some ways. So they have to know what you're in for to make sure you're done a snitch or a child molester. So you have to fill out this paperwork. He always has to get some other guy to help him fill it out, to send it in. But it's, it's just, and they'll give it to him. And they'll say, can you do this? You're like, here's this form. Are you okay doing it? He'll say, he'll tell them yes. But he cannot do it. Because he doesn't want to have to look dumb and tell him he can't do it. Yeah. There's just certain things that cannot get click in his head. Like, he's never called me from prison. Because you have to record your voice first. And he cannot figure it out. They've showed him. I've called there. I'm like, can you help him? They've helped him. He's still just, it's too much pressure for him to do. Just some things like that seem so difficult. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that's a, I don't know. That's a lot. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's case is so different. Yeah. Like everything about him, you're never going to find anybody else that has the exact same, all the issues as him. Never. That's how we'll never figure out the brain. There's just too much going on. Yeah. Cause they can't even figure out like, you know, what causes dementia and stuff like that. So how I know. are they going to figure out this? How, how does the extra chromosome come in? You know, so. Like Down syndrome is a is a chromosome issue. I did see that they um, have cured baldness, apparently. So, I mean, that's uh... yeah. I mean, I don't know why they're doing so much research on that stuff instead of like actual help for people, right? Yeah, they've cured baldness. Well, apparently, I read it, but it, whether it's going to actually happen or not, I don't know. Why don't you go figure it out? <laughs> Are you guys bald? I'm. I, I look like I'm seven thousand years old with no hair. He <laughs> looks normal because he's always shaved in his head. You know, like when we were younger and stuff. But like, I, yeah, I'm fucking bald as shit. Huh? Have you guys been friends for a long time? Too long. Yeah. <laughs> Feels like I've I've aged mentally. He stayed the same as when we first met. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Oh, God. But I did see this, too, though. They say a lot of men don't mature until they're, like, later in life, like 45, 46, which is insane to me. Is when a man starts to mature. Say that right? again? At 40 years old, men start to mature. Yeah, I can tell I can tell a big difference in myself from you know 23, 33 and now I'm 43. But it's just like you know, I I I definitely can tell progression. Some people 
Not so much. <laughs> Me. And How I don't do you know. Guys- I don't know. Like, I don't even know. Like, because, like, you know, you always want the best. For, obviously, you know this. You want the best for people. But then it's like you can't make somebody do something they don't want to do. 100%. And it's at some point, yeah. it's like, what do you do? Do you just stop caring or or do you just walk away or what is it? Like, what would your advice be? You could be our therapist on this one. What would you do in that situation? I already know what she's going to say. She's not going to give up on the person. But that's not, that's her child. I know. Do you have, you ever had a friendship where you had to just kind of like distance? Oh, I've had, I've had many and I've had relationships. Yeah. Where you just, you're, I'm done. And I think as I get older, I'm 58 that. Oh, wow. I, I never thought that. The minute. I don't I don't have a lot of leeway anymore on on patience for for men and for friendships that are toxic. Like I'll just walk away now from that. Well, you realize how much time you don't have left. Yeah. But before I would hang on and hang on and I always thought, oh, I could help this person. I'm going to be a big help for this person. And it's like they keep doing the same behaviors. And it's like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Um. So like it was like 2020, I did mushrooms for the first time and I swear it reset my brain. Either it was either that or the age, but I'm telling you, like I, there was stuff I would tolerate before that I just, I'm not willing to tolerate anymore. And it I've, just comes with age. It's but mushrooms. I've, but I've heard that about mushrooms. Like I've had people that have done some journeys and they are done like a complete 180. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There might be, a, it might be a combination of it all. I don't know, but I just know me personally the older I get, the less I'm willing to put up with. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done drugs, so I guess I don't know. It's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, you noticed that he didn't hesitate. Medicine. 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 <laughs> like, yo, I was saying that. Um, drugs. <laughs> I was talking about that on well, the. Well, alcohol is a drug. No, it's not. It is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's you can buy it legally. It does, it's just not because a, it's legal. <laughs> fucking Tylenol is legal and it's a drug. That is true. I said about we. I was talking about weed uh, to one of my accounts. I was like, "Do you smoke? Did you smoke?" I was like, "Did you smoke any weed while you were in Jamaica?" And uh, she was like, "Weed," and she goes, "What?" I was like, "And then somebody said marijuana to her." She's like, "No, that's a drug." I was like, "No, it's medicine." She's like. No, get out of my office. I'm like, oh, golly, I didn't even offend you, Jesus. Does that work? Mm-hmm. You need to really work on your conversations you have at work, man. No, she's super cool. It doesn't matter. You remember what you said to that one lady, and that guy was like, hey, if you ever say that again, you're out of here. I'm hey, worried about both of you. Hey, baby. Where are your- <laughs> <laughs> I always said hey, baby, to her. Like, hey, baby, how are you? You can't say that, though. I, you know, you know, you're right, because it's considered she could sue the company for sexual harassment. I get it. I understand that. But it's just so. See, now she's worried about you. Now, I thank you. <laughs> I'm not alone in this one now. She's like, hey, guys, I did this podcast. <laughs> we need to send an intervention. We need these guys to get some, guys some help. Uh, no, God. but um, no, you're right, though. How do you say the name of the podcast? Link Up. Link Up. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to tell the story of how you came How you created it? Oh, I can't take this credit for No, this so like I was originally, it was going to be like an app where if you went to a different town or something, you could just link a look in the, the app and find out what's going on. So linking up and then nothing ever came with the app. And then I had a friend of mine who was like, hey, let's start a podcast. And I'm like, I have no idea how to start a podcast. 
Okay. And he's like, I have a friend that lives here in Florida with me. And he's like, my next door neighbor has a podcast. He's like, let's just record a conversation. Never happened. Then he moved back here. And he was like, let's do that podcast thing. And I'm like, okay. And it never happened. So then I was like, I'm tired of just talking about it. Let's be about it. So then I just bought a bunch of equipment and did just looked on YouTube and figured it out. And that's where we're at now. And like I said, I was already paying for the hosting of the link up name, the website. So I just decided to use it for this. Cause I always wanted to have something where I could like an ego thing where I created at least a spelling of something. And when I would Google it, it never showed up until I created it. So, and that's yeah. where I today. It's a good story. And then you've diagnosed me. And then yeah. <laughs> she just gave up on me. She's like, fuck that guy. I mean, I ain't got, I've got one son I got to worry about all the time. I, I can't worry about that guy. Uh, too. God. I, like I said, I've enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, with thank you. you so much for coming. Yeah, um, thank you. I have a couple sure. of questions I would like to ask you first, though. Um, okay. What's your advice for people and what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? What do I, what advice do I have for just people in general or autism or you can do both if you want. I would say just in general, just the golden rule of be nice. Just, just really be nice. Like no one's ever going to forget you were nice to him. Yeah. You know, so just be nice. And my mark, um, just that my kids knew how much I loved them, which I think they do. And I always tell them I'm going to haunt them someday. <laughs> <laughs> I want to move stuff around in their houses. And I don't know. I like those. And then my other two are, what do you think happens when we die? And who would you like to give flowers to like appreciation? Cause unfortunately most of us don't hear good shit about us enough. And then, like, when we die, people say stuff, but I don't know if we can hear that or not, or if it's, like, a wedding or a birthday or something, which is a fraction of the time we're alive. So what was the first question? What do you think happens when we die? Oh, well, you know, this is kind of coming from the Mormon belief of growing up Mormon. Um, I believe we go to heaven, and we have a spirit body there. I feel like this spirit world, they talk about a spirit world. I actually feel like it's all around us right now. Mm. Like our, the spirits, that's why we can feel people, you know, I feel like they're there. I think that they're all like, you know, I've had my parents and I have a sister that are in heaven and, you know, I think they're just having a good old time. So that's I, comforting. I feel, yeah, it's comforting. I feel like I'm going to see them again. I'm going to be able to hug them again. Mm. Okay. That's what I. And what was the next question? Who would like to give flowers to? Just randomly. Any? Yeah, it could be anybody. Doesn't have to be you. Oh, to you. You're so sweet. What the fuck? What about me? <laughs> she knows I need it. <laughs> <laughs> so, can I ask you a question? What would your advice for him and I be? Like, what do you think? Uh, what do you think our dynamic is? I think it's good. I think you guys need to get yourself more out there, though. How come you guys aren't posting more stuff on on TikTok? Because you know, when you're a one man band, it's kind of hard to uh, keep. I all see that. two people. <laughs> yeah, that's what you would think. <laughs> no, my goal is to start doing more video stuff. Uh, so I'm, that's my goal for this year is to learn how to do the video because I've got the audio part down. That was it's easy now. Like I don't even have to really think about when I do that. 
but the video is the next thing because we just had somebody on here um and that's what they were saying oh, Joel. yeah and he was like man i'll show you how to do this stuff you really want me to so i'm just gonna stop talking about it and be it i mean i already have all the equipment i just gotta do it i just gotta just focus on it but i appreciate everything you've been sharing it's fucking amazing that's awesome because like every time i'll get an alert i like look either on the link up or tiktok or the instagram yeah and you made a video um which i appreciate i have one question but i also have something for so i would like to give you flowers yeah in return Uh, i'll get you my i want people (laughs) (laughs) i want people i want parents to teach their children about how to treat people with disabilities or autism and or autism i mean because a lot of times the you know they they don't know like, oh, dad, there's this weird kid in my class. He's always doing this, you know, and then, or whatever it is, you know, like I want people, because it's, you know, and I've noticed this with my niece and nephew, like he was telling, my nephew was telling me that they has so many different friends with different like dietary things or this and that, that they always make sure that everybody can eat or whatever. Or like if there's like a, if there's like a special needs child or whatever that wants to do something, they they'll make sure that they can go and pick them up or whatever or whatever it is. Somebody can go and get them too. But like you know, because my brothers always taught them about including everybody and teaching them about different learning disabilities and stuff like that. Like oh, this guy's just you know he he might he's just a little slower, so you know you just got to explain things a little maybe a different way to him or whatever it is. Right. The the thing with that too is that until you're living in it, it's 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 hard to teach it sometimes. Like you don't know how it would be to be deaf until you're deaf. Mm, true. You know? So when you have a child that has a disability, it teaches his siblings, you know, how to treat people with disabilities firsthand. And um it's just I think you kinda sometimes have to live it. Like when he was finally diagnosed, like at 14, 15 years old, and I realized it was a mental health issue, like a big one that I could never fix. I was just like praying like crazy, like, God, why? And and these facilities are full of kids with mental health issues. And, And I was like, why? Why would you give someone who's so innocent? And not give them their mental health. Like, they're never going to be able to survive. And the only thing I could ever come up with is why we have these kids on this earth is for service. Mm. Is we are here to service them, to treat them well, to do what we can for them. That's, that's, that's what we do. That's why they're here. And so they can I, do I, that with the next crop yeah. of people. Yeah, like there's there was this we would drive by this one house every day in Montana and they had a little boy that was, you know, like the little kids like in the wheelchair where they could only like really only their mind works. Mm. They'd have to go out to that little bus. They'd pick up that boy. He was a teenager, but he was tiny. They'd pick him up, carry him into the house from that bus. One of the family members every day would do that. And I just thought that's what service is. Yeah, that is. Taking care of someone else like that, it's it's a humbling experience. <clears throat> you don't get so wrapped up in yourself, you know? It's what the Kardashians need. Yeah. <laughs> Serving somebody that can't help you at one bit is the goal. What's, 
like sir, like you were saying, like that family member carrying the child into the house, you know, like they're doing our love and service to that child, even though they know they'll never be able to get that back from that child. It's just unconditional. Yep. 100%. What are you grateful for? Um, my life, my children, my grandchildren. And it, it took me a while. I was in a really dark spot, like probably about five years ago. Uh-huh. Friend that paid for me to go to Tony Robbins seminar. It was uh, the oh. date with death for like, I don't know. I think it was like an eight day seminar. Yeah. And it, you know, you kind of get in your rut and you're like, why me? Why do I have all these problems? It's not fair. Life's not fair. You know, and I, I felt like I was really depressed and I went there and you're in this room with, you know, 20,000 people from all over the world. And you hear these people's stories and you're like, whoa, like, okay, it's not so bad. Because mm. somebody's always got it worse off. Yeah, hearing somebody else's story can really open your eyes to a lot of shit. Like, since we've been doing this, like, we've had people that have had some type of trauma or they, they had, like, insane weight gain, like, three three to 600 pounds. Then they lose the weight and then gain it back, some of them. And then just listening to people talk, it's just, like, you realize that, like you said about the golden rule of being just kind, it's like, man, somebody's always going through something. You know, they so, are. so just take some, take a beat and be like, man, okay, let me put myself in their shoes for a second. Maybe that's why they're acting the way they're acting. Or I don't know, you know, some stuff is invisible. You know, some people, maybe somebody don't even know why they're acting the way they are, but like, you don't have to put meanness on them because they're acting out. So we just like, just walk away or, you know, don't, don't put fuel on the fire. Basically. Right. Right. I think a lot of us were taught growing up, like treat others how they treat you. Mm. Well, that sometimes isn't a good idea either. Yeah. Sometimes it's better just to walk away. Do you have a question for? Oh, yeah. Um, What's your definition of happiness? And are you happy? I am happy, but my definition of happiness is money. (laughs) I've been really poor and I've been somewhat poor and I've had a lot of money and I'm telling you, there's nothing better than having a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the thing of when people say money. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. When you don't know emergencies come up and you have them. For it. it. It's nice. Now, what do you think? Like, would you say you just want basic necessities taken care of? You don't want like an excess of money. I want to excess. Do you? So you want the whole more money, more problems? No, because I like to give it away. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. My kids are always like, mom, you'd you'd have more if you'd stop giving it away. And I do. I do do that. But I like to help people. Yeah. Because I saw somebody say one time, it's like, money's not bad. Like, like you would basically what you're saying. They're like, if you really want to help people, you need money. Like if you want to do exactly. a charity or or you know pay for somebody's shoes or do something, you need in this world we currently live in. You we're not getting away from money. Yeah, you know, like everything in all both of our rooms has cost us money, and it, which is time. 
So it's just like you might as well. I mean, as long as we're breathing, we're going to need money. Right. And like you said, the more money you do have, if you have good intentions, you can help a lot of people out with that money. Yeah. Instead of going, trying to go to Mars and colonize Mars. <laughs> that fucking guy. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. that yeah. I don't know. Just, you know, you, you see such waste. Like, I mean, honestly, look at the Kardashians, the parties they throw. Mm. Like, Kardashian just put pink carpet down for in her whole house for her daughter's birthday. Wow. Like, why? Know how many people you could feed mm-hmm. and help buy shoes for? Like, are you kidding me? Mm. I have such a good network of friends that are always donating. Like right now, today, I'm going to go pick up two bags of clothing. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy that it seems like some people with such wealth, to me, they don't they don't use it well. <laughs> Or they donate to their own charity. Like Bill Gates will donate $40 million to the Bill yeah. Gates and the Melinda Gates Foundation. Like, and then, you know, I was like, dude, like there's other things, you know, like, but uh, one of the charities that uh, Bill Gates did give money to is you're in Memphis. The foundation gave money. I, I don't remember how much it was, but they ended up getting like $200,000 or something like that. So that was, Oh, I think that guy's done a lot. Yeah. Um, because I know he's helping yeah. out like people in Africa with water. Uh, I would say Bill Gates probably has made more people have jobs than anybody else because a lot of us use computers for work, and which is Windows. Just about everybody. Yeah. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, my friend. Talking shit about Bill Gates. I wasn't talking shit about are- him. I was. Say- I was saying. <laughs> what were you about to say? <laughs> oh, I said you guys are awesome. I Thank appreciate. You. Well, I, I I'll take that as me. Thank you. But thank you. <laughs> you got She gave me the flowers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She did give you flowers. Uh, so where can everybody find you at? Uh, like my home address. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming with flowers. And money. Um, TikTok, Instagram. TikTok is Autism Ghetto Penthouse. Same with Instagram. How'd you come up with that name? Because that is really good. Um, when I started it on TikTok... Uh, I looked it up in ghetto penthouse is the top tier in a prison. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Okay. Now I learned something else. Kind of went with that. And yeah. It's different. People are like, that's a dumb name. I'm like, I don't care. You're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. See, I'm, always, I'm not always nice. And uh, in closing, I will send you the video of this Star Wars thing that Raul said that Harrison Ford is an asshole. And I tell him it's a bit. He oh, doesn't God. believe it's a bit. And I want you to be the deciding factor if it's a bit or not. So, I've met him. Was he an asshole to you? He was very nice. Did but you talk about to- Star Wars? <laughs> no. No, I just said hi. He said hi. It was. <laughs> but if you would please look at the video, I'm gonna I'm gonna DM you the video oh and then the audio God. clip from the previous podcast where I clipped it, and I want you to tell me if you think Harrison Ford's being an asshole in this clip. He is. It. it he. It, that wasn't supposed to happen. Okay. Just send. Just send. Just send <laughs> Kelly the video. Just yeah. Just Kelly, send. it's been a pleasure. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for worrying about my mental state and. Putting bullets in this one. <laughs> <laughs>
But uh, I will try to refrain from doing that. I didn't say I won't. I just said try. Try, yeah. As long as you try, <laughs> that that's a step ahead in the right direction. Oh, God. But it's been good. I appreciate you giving me your, your Sunday. Thank you. Bye. All right. We'll All talk right. to you guys later. Bye. Are you send me the- say what now? Is it gonna- when are you guys going to post this on your website? Oh, let's see here. Probably not this Friday, but the next Friday. Does okay. that does that work for you? Yeah. What day is that? Um, the fifth. No, wait. It's it's past that. It's going to be the tenth. No, it would be the yeah tenth. The tenth. The tenth. Yeah. So okay. the tenth, I'll post this one. Okay. All right, Kelly. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Have bye. a good day. You too. Bye. Go Chiefs. Okay.